Well, hey, good morning, New Hope Community Church. It's so great to celebrate five years of God's faithfulness in our community. It's our birthday. We're going to party like it's our birthday. Hey, uh, make sure you guys are, are connected and updated to um, 28950 text NHCC updates because we have these super cool uh, holographic hologram uh, New Hope Community Church stickers. You can st stick them in your Yeti cup, stick them in your car. And who knows, word on the street is if the pastor sees you and you have it on your bumper sticker on your a rear window, he's going to buy you Starbucks, uh, email you a Starbucks gift card. But anyways, we're so grateful that you're here. And just like that, um, almost a year ago, we went completely online. But we do have some good news for you guys. Uh, we're in the final stages of, of confirming uh, a location where we could meet at least once a month for live in-person services that's not in the school. So be on the lookout for that. Well, would you open your Bibles to Psalm 103? This is probably uh, one of my top five chapters, you know, in the whole Bible. Definitely in, in the Old Testament, you know, top three Psalms, probably Psalm 23, the Good Shepherd, Psalm 1, how blessed is the man who walks and meditates in God's Word, and Psalm 103. It's one of the most beloved and well-known psalms in all of scripture and you know i almost feel like it's um you know, it's our church birthday and have you seen the show like uh, the voice or american idol where they would this unknown singer would sing and usually you don't go and sing like a iconic beloved respected song right if you're a female vocalist you probably shouldn't sing I'll Always Love You by Whitney Houston because you just set the bar high. And today we're going to preach on uh, Psalm 103, uh, Blessing God. If we could just kind of uh, review, remember the first Sunday of the month, our first 21 days of prayer, we talked about praying with audacity, uh, praying with that boldness and confidence and that shamelessness uh, before God, that there's never an inopportune time for us to ask God, and request of our Heavenly Father. Then we talked about pr the praying privately. Jesus says that when you go into prayer, go in your closet. There's a private prayer life that powers our personal life because it reveals our desire for God. And last week we talked about praying together, praying in community and the power of public prayer or, or corporate prayer. And we're going to close it off with praying with thanksgiving or pr the uh, prayer with blessing. So Psalm 103, and if you don't have your Bibles, I'll be uh, memorizing it from the ESV uh, this morning. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all of our iniquities, who heals all of our diseases, who redeems our life from the pit, who crowns us with steadfast love and mercy so that our youth is and who satisfies us with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, it's not even 
we're not even out of January. We're not even to February. And earlier uh, this week, uh, one of my kids uh, approached me and said, "Dad, oh, man, I, I just, I'm, I'm just not feeling motivated right now. I'm just not feeling, you know, um, inspired to do work. I'm not, you know, amped up to do work, like focus and stuff." And I'm like, and you know, I was like, "Son, embrace this moment." Embrace it because this is when real growth happens. Because motivation will not always be there. Inspiration may not always be present. And we might not always be inspired, but we will always be disciplined. You see, the Bible says that we are to discipline ourselves for the purpose of godliness. And today we're going to be uh, concluding our 21 days of prayer and fasting with blessing God and praying and praising God and adoring God and thanking God and having a heart of gratitude in our prayer life. See, we don't praise God only when our prayers are answered. We don't only praise God when only good things happen, but we praise and we bless and we worship God at all times. Psalm 103, it's a little bit peculiar because if even though it's familiar, we don't really, really realize how odd it is because it's basically a self-summoning um, to praise God. It's almost like David here, it says a psalm of David, that he is talking to himself. He's, he's commanding himself. Hey, David, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord with all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Have you ever talked to yourself? It's like, come on, John, you could do this. Get it. Let's go. Let's roll. Let's do this. Let's go, right? And, and this is what David does. And he, he talks to himself and he reminds himself to bless or to praise God. And um, we must always remember that we never take the first and decisive action when it comes to God. God is always the great initiator. In other words, we praise God or we bless God because He first blessed us. Now, this blessing um, of bless the Lord, O my soul, or praise the Lord, it's the Hebrew word here is barak, which means to bless, to render honor unto. And um, the way that this is used in the New Testament, like Ephesians 1.3, it says to bless God. The, bless God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. And then for the next um, 13 verses or 10 verses rather, um, Ephesians 1, 3 to 12, this is actually the longest sentence in the whole Bible in the New Testament because it talks about God blessing us with every spiritual blessing. This is also found in 2 Peter 1, verse 3, where to bless God. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, same thing. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. What am I trying to say here? I'm saying that we are to bless God because He first blessed us. The reason why you and I have breath in our lungs is to praise God, is to 
bless God. It's to adore God, right? The psalmist says, let everything that has breath, what? Praise or bless the Lord. So I have three main points for us this morning, and it goes to the structure of Psalm 103. Uh, number one, would you write this? Encourage yourself to praise God with a wholehearted devotion. Encourage yourself. Remember, this is David talking to himself. He's summoning himself to praise God. Encourage yourself to praise God or to worship God or to thank God with a wholehearted devotion. Let's look at verse 1. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. David says, With all my heart, with all my might, with all my strength, David, bless God, worship God, praise God. And this is one of those biblical truths or principles that we should be familiar with. And it is this, that only you can encourage yourself to praise and worship God. When we stand before God, we're going to stand before God alone. We, won't, we can't look at our parents, we can't look at our pastors, we can't look at our church, we can't look at our family, and they're not going to be standing with us. When we stand before God, we're going to have to stand before God alone. And in the same way, nobody could make us praise God because there's going to be moments in your life, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, when you don't feel like worshiping God when praising God would be the last thing that you would do. But blessing God and praising God, we must encourage ourselves with all of our might, with all that is within me, bless his holy name, David says. Now, this is in grammar, this is like a middle voice um, verb. Remember, there's three um, voices, active, middle, and passive. Active is the subject, does the action of the verb, right? I throw the ball, right? Passive is I received the ball that was thrown to me. But middle is the subject, does the action of the verb to himself or to herself. In other words... We need to encourage ourselves. Hey, John, be grateful. Worship God right now. With all that you have, go before Him, even though you may not have the Holy Spirit chicken skin, even though you're tired, even though you're oh, sleepy. Get before God and bless Him right now. Worship Him right now. The psalmist, the psalmist, he repeats this command to bless God six times. And, you know, this is a psalm of David. And I believe what makes David a man after God's own heart is that when push comes to shove, he was able to remind himself and to strengthen himself in the Lord. Let's look at 1 Samuel uh, chapter 30. Let's look at verse 4. This will give us an insight into the life of David. Then David and the people who were with him, they raised their voices and they wept until they had no more strength to weep. 
Why? Because David's two wives also had been taken captive, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail the widow of Nabal of Garmel. Verse 6, And David was greatly distressed, for all the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. Check this out. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Woo, if you're taking down notes right now in your Bible, underline it, circle it, highlight it. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. They were crying out so much, they didn't even have strength to cry anymore. They were weeping so much, they didn't have any more tears. His own men tried to stone him. They wanted to stone him. His wives, his um, his soldiers, their family were taken, and they were, they were really to they were ready to stone him. And he could have been depressed. He could have ran away. But it says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. Here's a leadership lesson for us. Before you lead others, you must first lead yourself. Before you could lead your family, before you could lead your spouse, before you could be a leader in the workplace, you must first lead yourself. You are responsible for your own relationship with God. There will be times where inspiration and motivation and Holy Spirit chicken skin are absent and you gotta with all uh, fairness to AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez you gotta pick yourself up by your bootstraps and strengthen yourself in the Lord and this is what David does he says bless the Lord oh my soul oh all that is within me bless his holy name number two would you write this down Remind yourself of all of God's blessings. Remind yourself of all of God's blessings. Let's look at verse 2. So from verse 2 to 5, he begins to list down the reasons why we should bless and praise God. Let's look at verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget. There's that word forget. Forget not, which is reminding, forget not all of his benefits who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Did you guys catch all those verbs of why, those action words of why we are to bless God with all of our soul? Because He forgives because He heals, because He redeems, because He crowns us with loyal love, and He satisfies us with good things. So the first here is this, the blessing of forgiveness. Would you write that down? Verse 3a says, Who forgives all your iniquity. We praise God. We give thanks to God. We bless God, not because He answers all of our prayers, which He does sometimes, but we praise God because He forgives all of our iniquities. That no matter what happens, 
from this point forward in your life. If you believe in Christ and him crucified, if you believe that Jesus lived a perfect life that you could never live so that he could be an acceptable sacrifice for your sin, that he died on the cross and he was dead for three days and he was resurrected on the third day so that we could have eternal life. Sin does not win. Death does not win. If you put your faith and trust in him, that no matter what happens from now on, your sins are forgiven. All of your iniquities have been paid for, paid for in full. Paul says that all of our debts that we owed, he nailed them to the cross. And he writes down, paid in full. And if you can't praise, praise God for anything, maybe these 21 days have been complete junk. You haven't felt it. You were just angry or hangry, <laughs> bored, and you were just kind of have a bad attitude. Maybe Jesus did. None of your prayers were answered. Maybe you didn't feel the pleasure of God. Maybe... You know, this was just a, a bad time and you were just kind of half-hearted. No matter what happens, you praise God right now. You praise God no matter what because all your iniquities are forgiven. Jesus told the disciple this, right? Let's look at Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall hurt you. Woo, did you guys catch that? That God has given his disciples, his followers, me and you, spiritual authority. Verse 20, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. We just don't rejoice. Yeah, praise God. A family member got healed. Praise God that I'm out of debt. Praise God that my children, you know, stopped vaping. Praise God. And um, my spouse is now going to church. Praise God. That's all awesome. But Jesus says, don't marvel at the fruitfulness of ministry. Let the angels do that, right? Luke 15, that there's more rejoicing in in heaven over one sinner who repents and 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. But as followers of Christ, we are to rejoice. Not that we have a big church, not that we have savings in our bank account, not that we have um, a facility, not because of uh, financial blessings. These are all well and good. Jesus says, do not rejoice in your spiritual authority. Do not rejoice in the fruitfulness of your ministry or the church. Do not rejoice of how much reserve you have in your savings account. Do not rejoice at your stocks with GameStop, right? Jesus says, rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And if there's anything that we could praise God, church, it is we praise God that all of our iniquities are forgiven. They've been paid for. Every regret, every mistake, every lustful thought, every envious 
um, inclination, every lie, and every murderous intent, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, they have been forgiven. Rejoice that your name is written in the book of life. Number two, blessing of healing, who heals all your diseases. We praise God because not only is he our baptizer, but he is our healer. I know some of your stories, even in the birthday greeting that we had from the snow, uh, Naomi Baldado, about eight years ago, she battled with cancer. She went through chemo, she went through radiation, and look at her, just the joy and moving in the mainland and, and Utah, enjoying the snow. But there's a, re, there's a reason to rejoice. I rejoice, and two years ago, my mom fell. She hit her head. She needed two surgeries to, on her. They had to drill a hole in the left, on the left side of her skull, and then a couple days later on the right side of her skull. The Lord healed her. And if she went a couple hours later, the doctor said she would have she would not have not made it. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, who forgives all of our iniquities, but he heals all of our diseases. Number three, write down the blessing of redemption. Verse 4a says, Who redeems your life from the pit? The word redemption there, it involves the release of people or animals or property from bondage from an outside help. This word redemption means that the, the social, the spiritual, the physical weakness makes redemption necessary. And you need to catch this, that there's only, that it needs a, an intervention, that only someone strong or rich can uh, affect it or make redemption happen. Just like with Ruth and Boaz, right? Um, God plays a leading role in our redemption. He had to come in and set us free. The Hebrew word for who redeems your life here, goel, means to rescue another from a form of bondage through outside help. Maybe before you came to know Christ and you gave your life to Christ, you were in bondage from an abusive relationship and God has set you free. Maybe you were in the middle of divorce and you saw no way out. You couldn't see a way how God would redeem your life, redeem your story. Maybe you couldn't see a happy ending but would you bless the Lord this morning because not only has He forgiven all your iniquities, not only has He healed all your diseases, but He redeems your life from the pit. Physical, social, emotional, spiritual light, spiritual God rescues us from the pit. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, how could I have... Maybe I've disqualified myself. 
I mean, just rewind the tape of your life. Would you bless God this morning? Would you praise Him for rescuing you? Maybe you come from a long line of family of alcoholism, of emotional abuse. Maybe it's family dysfunction and brokenness. Maybe it's mental illness or emotional abuse or addiction, substance abuse. But blessed be God who redeems us from the pit. Maybe it's financial. You know, just a quick testimony of our family before we moved here to Hawaii. You know, our Renee and I, with our two kids, even um, we never stayed at a home or a place more than five months because we couldn't afford it. Um, we first got married, you know, four, three months later, we find out Renee's pregnant. So after a couple months, Renee stopped working. So our income got cut in half. So we had to stay with her parents. And after that, we went back to work and then Noah got pregnant. And then so we stayed with my parents. We couldn't stay at a place. At one point, you know, Renee was making $75 a month at church. Her usual income was $300 a month. That's not even like high school intern money. And we, we, we were in a financial pit. But God redeems us from the pit. He rescued us. And we've been here in Hawaii over 11 years now, living on our own, living in a single family home here in East Honolulu, a miracle home. It's all by the grace of God. And I bless Him for that. I bless Him for breaking some cycles in our family's life. Lineage of alcohol abuse. Lineage of family dysfunction. So just rewind the tape. You don't need to press far. And you would see the hand of God intervening, stepping into time and space, and redeeming you. Fourth is the blessing of God's loyal love. It says, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Um, I don't really have time to uh, get through this, but um, this is probably one of the richest words in the Old Testament in Hebrew. It's this Hebrew word, chesed. Uh, the word chesed, it emphasizes God's love. It refers to his kindness and his mercy. And oftentimes when you see this two words together, steadfast love, that's what usually communicates chesed in, in the Bible, in, in the Old Testament. In Psalms, we are to praise God because his chesed or his love endures forever. And so... Um, God doesn't crown you with shame. God doesn't crown you with a dishonor. He took the crown of thorns for you so that He could crown you 
with loyal love, with chesed, with a steadfast love, with his mercies. And the word mercies there is rachamim, which is, means to have a deeply felt care or sympathy for. God, he crowns us with steadfast love, with loyal love, with faithful love. And lastly, uh, God blesses us and we're to bless God because he's blessed us with good gifts. Verse 5 says, who satisfies you with the good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Let me ask you this morning, what are good gifts that satisfies you? What are good gifts that God has given us or God has given you that fills your tank? Maybe it's a good gift of laughter, of family, going to the beach. The gift of um, another breath, the gift of good, great food, like a fresh ahi poke. Oh, thank you, Jesus. With purekake. Ooh, right? Um, maybe it's the gift of uh, coffee in the morning. God satisfies you with good things. Um, it's been 21 days since I've had breakfast, so. One of the things I want to get is a maple bacon donut. <laughs> God satisfies us with good gifts. Why? So that we could be renewed. I'll tell you what else is biblical and what is a good gift. Sabbath. Would you type in there, amen, if, you're, if a good gift is a nap? Because thank you, Jesus, for a good nap. Uh, thank you, Jesus, when it, for the rain, the good gift of rain. That you could just curl up and read a good book. Or if you're not a reader, you could just watch Netflix and just kind of let your mind rest. Um, maybe it's the good gift of being in the water. Maybe swimming, paddling, stand-up paddling, surfing, bodyboarding, or just laying out on the beach under a palm tree, under a coconut tree, and just rest. See, <laughs> we bless God with the good gifts because he renews our youth our, we're renewed like the eagles that we get to soar we don't have to fly but we just soar before the lord and lastly i'll close with this would you write this down rejoice in the god of your salvation um, so yes we encourage ourselves to praise God with a wholehearted devotion. Yes, we remind ourselves to bless God for His blessings and to praise God for it. But we rejoice in the God of our salvation. And I referenced this earlier, but maybe the Lord didn't answer your prayers these 21 days. And maybe the answer to prayer was a no. And you feel maybe a little bit disappointed, but may I encourage you and close you with Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, 
yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. There might not be any fig on the tree, no fruit in the vine, no money in your bank account. Your house may be empty and you may be lonely, but rejoice in the God of your salvation this morning. Amen. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you, God, for um, who you are. We love you so much. We bless you. We honor you. We praise you. We worship you. We adore you this morning. Lord, thank you, God, for forgiving all of our iniquities, healing all of our diseases, redeeming our life from the pit, crowning us with steadfast love and mercies, and Lord, satisfying us with good things so that we would be renewed. Lord, every facet of our life, you are our all in all. Not only are you healer, but Lord, your savior, your baptizer, you're the soon and coming king. And I just pray right now that you would fill us, your people, with a heart of gratitude, that the fruit of our lips would give you thanks in everything that we do. We thank you, God, for five years, Lord, as a church. Lord, here's to the next five, next 50, next 500 years until you return, O Lord Jesus, that we may be found doing the work of the kingdom, loving you, making disciples, serving the community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.